0: Good morning. It's 9:30 precisely on Friday the 15th of May 2020. It's brand new Friday. It's week 8 and
1: it's show 37. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Pro. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive, and with new educational tasks every day. Just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more.
0: And a very good morning to you, bloggers. Thanks so much for joining us for another cracking Friday. We've got great music and great activities and an exclusive. I think they call that this in the transmission broadcasting industry. We have an exclusive, a one-off. You've not heard this before. The brilliant David Almond is reading from his brand new book, Brand New Boy. Not been heard before, not even published till November. We are so lucky. David, thank you so much indeed. You've been a great fan of the show and are just looking across Twitter. We are all over your timeline. And thank you very much. And listeners, if you want to follow David, he is at David J. Almond. David J. Almond. Do follow him. Brilliant author. More from him later. Let's say hello to the team with the contact details, because you can, of course, contact us. we love to hear from you. We've got a text service. We are on email, radioblogging at gmail.com. And you can write on our comment wall. And the guy in charge of all our messages is the fabulous professor himself, no stranger to BBC Radio, Ian Rocky. Good morning. Good morning, Russell. How are you doing today? We're good here. How is it with you? Oh, it's very well here. Yeah, sun is shining. It's
2: Friday. It's been a fantastic week, but I've got a feeling it's about to get better. What do you think?
0: Yes, probably not for everyone, I suspect. There are no ministers involved in that meeting, but it's going to be an interesting meeting. Mm. The fabulous Deputy
3: Mitchell is also with us in his studio. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm sat at the computer, uh, dark room, ready to take on the, the hit of Writing that we're going to take today. I just love it. It's so exciting. Thousands and thousands of entries in one day and one session. I can't wait to see what everyone's going to write. Every day we are seeing progress we're seeing better and better writing people taking more care with what they are writing listening to pi listening to the teaching and uh, showing off the skills that they're developing i can't yeah, wait for it russell ah, brilliant
0: and the, we were under significant pressure yesterday uh, because i had so many pieces of writing going on creaking at the seams have we solved all of those problems have we got more folk on the approval seams?
3: we have yes um we have it was a couple of things yesterday sometimes the padlets are a bit slow um but they seem to be fine this morning we'll 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 give them our best shot in terms of breaking them again um we, we'll be fine i'm sure brilliant
0: and don't worry listeners we're a little bit behind do not worry about that your data is safe on the site and we'll get round to approving them. don't forget the nature of how this works so beautifully and elegantly is that everything needs to be approved by one of our approval teams and we're growing that team on a daily basis do get in contact with us if you want to be a commentator on the site we'd love to hear from you now let's hear from the man himself
2: start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net
0: how is it all in share pie
4: well it's very good but slightly unusual russell because as you know um i normally operate from the kitchen table but i i have been evicted to the garage I am now set up in the garage Um, but it is rather a nice garage so I shouldn't complain I was up
0: early beautiful day today is it lovely where you are it is but do you have goat's milk that's the question on everyone's lips do you have goat's milk with you I, well i ought to
4: explain because uh, i know david is listening this morning goat's milk was the name of one of my first cars little a30 do you remember russell those cars that had those little orange flippers that flicked out instead of uh, as indicators i had a morris
0: those? oxford and early morris oxford myself and yes i so do yeah uh,
4: well that was, goat's milk was one of those and um it became i sort of i did sort of live in it and at one stage it had small mushrooms growing in the back of it and I named it goat's milk um I have this habit of naming things David um I've got a pair of trousers called Frank which we've had a lot of fun with um because my wife keeps trying to throw (laughs) Frank away and I'll have absolutely none of it Frank stays in that cupboard and um I have a suitcase called Connie named after um my school secretary when I was a head teacher um uh, and Connie is has been <laughs> she's in the attic in the dark <laughs> so I'm out in the garage this morning Russell uh, the young master has gone off with uh, uh, to his old ladies to wheel the tea trolley around and by now everybody will have had their breakfast, I've got socks on the right feet, I'm ready to rock and roll I think we should crack into playing a few games uh, with Ian
2: Creative Games, play and try with
1: Ian and Pie.
4: OK, good
2: morning, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, Pai. Thank you very much indeed. Looking forward to these games today. Got some great ones lined up, haven't we?
4: Yeah, we love these uh, playing these games. Just to explain for anyone who's new uh, and indeed for David, uh, we always start with a couple of games. Ian and I play the games, uh, children at home and in school, uh, sit listen with their notebooks jot down any thoughts or ideas folks and then we'll have a musical interlude while everybody plays the game so we're going to model them first and i thought we would play our old friend good news bad news mm. are you up for that one
2: absolutely
4: this is a cracking game that you can play anywhere anyway where you are um good news bad news so i'll start us off right mm. uh, i'm going on holiday on an airplane that's the good news
2: uh, the bad news is there's a delay at the airport.
4: The good news is that um, I, get, um, I get moved across to another airplane and within half an hour, I'm up in the clouds. Uh, the bad news
2: is uh, that the destination airport is overcrowded. Therefore, you start to circle.
4: The good news is that very quickly a landing space becomes available, and we begin to come down. The bad news is you land at the
2: wrong airport. The <laughs> good news is
4: I can, the good news is I get a taxi to the right airport. <laughs> mm-hmm. The bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're all listening. Come on, yeah, come, come on, on. Ah, come on, man! Pull yourself together. <laughs>
2: The bad, news, the bad news is that when you get to the right airport, they're not expecting you. <laughs> the,
4: the, good news is, the good news is, but I've decided not to. I don't, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> I've blown it completely. Okay, that's the good news, the bad news. Um, and uh, um, uh, I would have done better, but I have a bus pass. So that's all I can say. All right, we'll play the second game. Oh, by the way, when you're playing that game, you can do magical things if you wish. So you're allowed to sprout wings or transform yourself into a dragon or whatever. So you can muck around with it. Um, It's just having a bit of fun, just warming ourselves up, uh, getting into that sort of creative, inventive mood. We're going to play the because game. okay? so in this one, you have to listen carefully to what your partner says. And then you have to use the second half of the sentence and use the word because you'll get the idea if we model it so you start us off then All right, uh, no, problem. Yeah. no problem yeah sure um, dave kept still because he was looking for the message okay so i am going to use the second half of the sentence of you to dave was looking for the message because it had been left uh, with him by his uncle it had been le-
2: it had been left with him by his uncle because his uncle had to go and do some exploring.
4: Did you say exploring?
2: Exploring, I did, yeah.
4: Okay. His uncle had to go and do some exploring because he, um, he, because he wanted to know where the dragon's lair was.
2: He wanted to know where the dragon's lair was. Because he was worried that they would come into the village.
4: Okay. He was worried that they would come into the village because the dragons were Manchester Ridgebacks and known for their ferocity.
2: Uh, The dragons were Manchester Ridgebacks and known for their ferocity because there was a long lineage of them in the area.
4: There was a long lineage of them in the area because many, many years ago, the dragon tribes had all split up and the Ridgebacks had claimed Manchester (laughs) (laughs) for their own. Well, I think everybody's got the idea of that one. Uh, And it's interesting because you really do have to think, don't you? Um, you, you uh, And it tunes us all in, gets us all going, gets a bit of a buzz going. Uh, right, OK, it's over to you in school, it's over to you at home. And, Russell, let's have a musical interlude of some sort while everybody plays Good News, Bad News and The Because Game. If you dry up, folks, just start again. And the
0: good news is we've got the Muppets. <laughs> Text us now on
2: 07624... 802 272
5: for a mention. Hello, my name's David Armand, and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
4: Ah, oh, I just love that, Russell. It always gets my foot tapping and as soon as the music comes on and just start grinning i love the way music can put you into a mood it can alter your mood that makes me feel so happy there's a lovely tweet from nicola van Berkel, who i know is over in australia listening she put the good news is caravan sales are booming in australia and we won't need to worry about flights at all i think that's really funny thank you ever so much glad you're listening and i know Daisy's listening this morning good to have you on the show Well, at this part of the show, we always have one or two of our listeners um, who have recorded something, and we do that at the end of the show. So if you've not been with us before, stay to the end, and we'll explain how you can record something that we use to get us going first thing in the morning. And yesterday, we were thinking about bringing on a character And I think you've got a couple for us,
0: haven't you, Russell? You've got Maggie and Emily. I have indeed. Emily is up first. We had so many today, it was really hard just to choose a couple of them. So sorry if you didn't make it onto the show, but you are up on the website for everyone to like and love. Crowds are full of strangers. Weird strangers. Like that guy over there. You see him? The one with the floppy
1: black felt hat that creates a long, dark shadow over his thin face. He has a sparkling golden monocle and an impeccably crisp
0: white shirt. But a sinister air hangs around him. What is his story? I'll never know. Sinister air hangs around him, Pi. I love
4: it. And I also love the way she's sort of talking to us like that guy over there. What's his story? I love the way she's picked that up very, very nicely uh, from the work that we did with Thomas yesterday. Excellent stuff. Was that Maggie's or Emily's?
0: That was Emily's first. I've got Maggie next. Same kind of thing. Brilliantly done. You're going to love this one.
2: Can you see that old woman over there? Yes, her, with the dull, curled hair sitting limply on her shoulders and firmly pursed lips. Look at the way her back hunches so suspiciously, but her large, sapphire eyes seem so warm and kind. Just look at her, shuffling gradually towards the man over there in the long leather coat and the unnecessary dark glasses. See the way his oiled black hair matches his sinister uniform. Would you look at that? He's passing her a small parcel wrapped neatly in brown paper and she's placing it carefully in the pocket of her baggy knitted cardigan. Who is this mysterious couple? What was inside the parcel?
3: Will we ever know?
0: Hair sitting limply on her shoulders. Not a problem for some of us on the team I have to say, but (laughs) how, how good was that?
4: i thought it was superb it's beautifully read both of them were crystal clear we could hear every single word well done because it is when you're performing it when you're recording it it's tempting tempting to uh, read too quickly isn't it to gabble it but it was very well paced you must have written that in your notebooks edited it practiced reading it aloud probably got a response from somebody in school or somebody at home tweaked and polished it so it flowed absolutely they both read really really well i like the way in that one we what was it just look at her it's almost as if the writer is directing the reader's imagination i think that's a really clever thing to be able to do in a writing really useful thing to be able to do in the writing directing the imagination of the reader which i suppose writers are doing all the time but that was very direct that that way of addressing the reader. Just look at her. Take a look in your imagination at this person and then building a picture. Fantastic stuff. Gets us off to a great, great uh, beginning. Now, folks, we're getting to the moment where um, that we've all been waiting for. And um, David, you need to be on today's show, and I'm sure you are, um, and just scroll down a little bit and you will see above where it says Activity 1, there are two parrots. You see an orange rectangle that says David Armand response so if you click on that just click once the page will refresh itself with any luck bingo there it goes and you see uh, an enormous um, well not enormous but a fairly large sort of orangey reddy purpley thing uh, an, an abstract and this is where we're going to leave you some post-its some responses to the reading and just in case uh, people are f- uh, unfamiliar with this um, and in case david's never used it before if you look in the bottom right hand corner there's a pink circle with a cross on it just click once on that and up comes what looks like a little post-it note now where it says title that's where you put your name and that's important because we need to know everybody's name everything that you write is checked and at the moment um deputy mitchell will be as, literally as you write um, as you write each letter, he can see that happening. So I've written Pi, and then I'm dropping the cursor down to where it says write something. I click on there. I'm now ready to write. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write a response to David's reading. And what does that mean? Well, it means that we could say, obviously, something that we liked about how he read it or something that we liked within the story, how it made us feel, any memories that it triggered, any particular phrases or sentences we really like. We've had some people take sentences and imitate them and do a similar sort of thing themselves. How does this make you feel? What does it remind you of? What picture comes into your head? Do you have any questions? Is there anything that is puzzling you that you're not certain about? Have you got any predictions? What do you think is going to actually happen next? What would you say to the main characters? So there are all sorts of possibilities. It is an open field. It is your response. But I think now, Russell, we are ready to listen today David, reading from um, his very, very new book, which comes out in November.
1: This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet.
5: Hello, my name is David Armand. Um, I write books and plays and short stories and picture books and um, songs and a couple of opera librettos. So I write lots of different things, and mainly for young people, mainly for children, which I love to do. Some of my books include Skellig, Kit's Wilderness, um, a recent picture book called The Dam with a wonderful illustrator called Levi Pinfold. Um, my last novel was called Colour of the Sun. I've done a recent graphic novel with Dave McKean called Joe Quinn's Poltergeist. Um, my plays include Skellig and Heaven Eyes. Um, I write songs. I love to work with uh, musicians. I've done quite a lot of work with musicians and composers. And I write for radio as well. So I do lots of things. And um, it's all forms of storytelling and making words work uh, the best way that I can. Um, the piece I'm going to read from is from a brand new book, which comes out uh, in November. And the book is called Brand New Boy. And um, this is the first time any of it has been read. Um, to anyone, really. So here we go. So it's called Brand New Boy. I'll read the first few pages and um, I hope you enjoy it. Brand New Boy. At the start, we think he's just another kid like us. Of course we do. What else would we think? He turns up on a Monday morning last week of the Easter term in the middle of assembly. Mrs. Houlihan's taking it. We can see she's really excited about something. She's wearing a green tweed suit and shiny black heels and her hair's all dyed and curled. She keeps looking at the door behind her, like she's expecting it to open. She starts telling us the usual stuff about how terrible bullying is. Don't you agree, she asks us. Of course we do. What else would we say? Yes, Mrs. Houlihan. Yes, Mrs. Houlihan. I'm standing with Maxie Carr like always. We're doing that thing where we grunt everything like we're animals, or like we don't know what words are at all. Ah, we grunt. Maxie drops his shoulders and lets his hands dangle like he's some kind of ape. She looks at the door again, nothing. She blinks and frowns and grins and taps her finger in the air, looks at Mr. McKenna, and he starts banging away at the piano. Mrs. Amani is there as well, with a little orchestra she's put together. They saw their fiddles, squeak their recorders, smack their tambourines. Mrs. Houlihan spreads her arms wide. Now liberate your voices, children, she calls. Sing up, sing up. She tilts her head towards the ceiling. Raise your voices to the heavens above. And off we go on the song we sing every Monday morning All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful The Lord God made them all The little ones at the front sing high and sweet like always. Me and Maxie do that thing where we sing the words like we're breathing in, so we sound like ghosts, or like we're about to croak. Oh <laughs> God. Some kids around us start to giggle. Our teacher, Mr. Sage, who's sitting at the end of the line, starts to glare. Mrs. Houlihan wafts her arms, conducting us all. Then the door behind her suddenly swings open. She jumps in surprise and spreads her arms in welcome as a woman and a boy step into the hall. Mrs. Houlihan waves at us to keep us singing. She waves at the little orchestra. She waves at the woman and the boy. She waves at the PE benches. If she telling them to sit down there, they do that. She wafts her hands at them like she's asking them to sing along too. They don't do that. They sit there with their mouths shut. They stare out at us all. They don't move. At last we get towards the final. The Lord God made them all. By now, me and Maxie are grunting like two daft dying pigs. Mr. McKenna gives a couple more twills and thumps on the piano keys. The fiddlers, recorder players and tambourine bangers come to a halt. Mrs. Houlihan claps her hands and tells us that that was oh so wonderful children. Yes, she calls beaming with delight. The Lord God did indeed make them all. Then she bends down and whispers something to the woman on the pea bench. The woman smiles sweetly. They whisper together for a while. Then Mrs. Houlihan shakes the hand of the boy, and she brings him to the front so we can all get a good look at him, and he can get a good look at us. This, she tells us, is the new boy. She beams at us. This is what she's been waiting for. We all stare at him. He's very pale. He's very tidy. He's smaller than me. He's wearing navy bill trousers and a light blue shirt and black polished shoes. His pale hair is brushed close to his scalp. His name, says Mrs. Holohan, is George. Say hello to George, children. Hello, George, go everybody. Uh oh oh go me and Maxie. George says nothing. He doesn't look nervous. He doesn't smile. Welcome, George, says Mrs. Holohan, to Darwin Avenue Primary Academy. He stares at her, then stares at us. We were expecting George last week, she says. She widens her eyes. Isn't that right, George? But it seems you weren't ready. "'But here you are now, a treat for us all for the last week of term.' "'George says nothing. "'She bends down and peers at him. "'He's rather splendid, isn't he, children?' "'Yes, miss,' says some of us. "'Er, er, go me and Maxie. "'Excellent. "'Now then, children, George will only be with us for a short time, "'so make him welcome. "'Make sure he knows all the ropes and the ins and outs "'and the how-say-fathers and the ups and downs. "'I know you'll do that. "'Will you do that, children? "'Yes, miss.' Ur, ur, "'Mrs. Houlihan beams at us. "'Excellent.' Make sure that his time here is something he will always remember. He will be put into Mr. Sage's class. Me and Maxie nudge each other. That's our class. Excellent. Now then, our bright and beautiful children and our wise and wonderful teachers, off to your class as we go. We pass by Mrs. Houlihan's office on the way to class. She's in there with George and the woman. The woman's dressed in a cream-coloured suit. She's holding open a black leather bag, and Mrs. Houlihan is looking down into it. George is just standing there, facing the window that looks out into the corridor. Maxie gives him a thumbs up. George does nothing. His face is blank. He looks like a right bundle of laughs, says Maxie. Oh, Daniel, Mrs. Hullohan calls. I come to a halt. I go to the door. Yes, miss, I say. She wears me into the office. This lady is Miss Crystal, she says. I say hello. Miss Crystal smiles kindly. She says she is very pleased to meet me. And this, says Mrs. Hullohan, is George. Hello, I say. He turns his face to me. I put my hand out like Mrs Houlihan would want me to do. George looks at my hand. Shake hands with Daniel, says Miss Crystal. George takes my hand. I shake it. His hand is cold. He looks me in the eye. His eyes are pale blue. And say hello, George, says Miss Crystal. George says nothing. She smiles at me and whispers something into George's ear. Hello, says George. His voice is flat. He doesn't smile. Well done, George, says Miss Crystal. She nods at me like she's saying well done to me too. She writes something down on a form. Would you be kind enough to take George to your class, says Mrs. Holohan. Mr. Sage is expecting him. Aye, miss, I say. She raises an eyebrow. Yes, miss, I say. Good boy. Thank you. Off you go then. Miss Crystal puts her hand on George's shoulder and guides him towards me. Thank you, Daniel, she says. It's very kind of you. I lead him out of the office and into the corridor. Is that your ma'am, I ask him? He says nothing, neither do I. We pass the classrooms where the kids are settling down at their tables like they do every morning. It's so weird. Why do we do this every single morning? Troop into school, stand in assembly, listen to the same stuff, sing the same songs, sit at square desks in square rooms, and get talked to by square teachers. Why does nobody see how weird it is? Why do they all act like robots or something? It seems like me and Maxie are some of the only ones to see the weirdness of it all. Hello, my name's David Armand, and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
4: Well, I absolutely love that. Um, I love the way that David focuses on the storytelling, not so much bejewelling his sentences with lots and lots of different words. It's very much the telling of the story. I thought that was beautifully read, too. There are lots of little clues and hints in there that make me wonder about, uh, about the new boy. Uh, right at the beginning, it said, at the start, we think he's just another kid like us. So I'm wondering in what way is, um, is he going to be different? And obviously, you've got the friends, the two friends, uh, who sound like a couple of nice lads. It really made me laugh when they were doing the um, what we used to call doing the monkey. oh. oh. Oh, and uh, making sounds and, instead of speaking or singing. We used to lark around like that at school. Um, very, very irritating if you're a teacher, of course, uh, when children do that. But it really painted the picture. Dave's obviously got a cracking memory because he can remember what it was like to be a child. He's drawing on his memory, which we've talked about um, this week before, drawing on his memory. And then he introduces something new. So I'm going to write on my little post it book, Pie. Um, I'm going to put a response on here now, and I know David hundreds of children will be doing this. I'm being a bit slow here i'm so I'm typing it in now I'm wondering how no in what way I'm wondering in what way will George be different um okay i'm just going to leave it at that i'm wondering in what way now what we found is that um, those of you not been with us before it's very tempting to get excited about what you're writing and that's true and that's really good but do make sure you reread it before you are uh, posted up there i'm just rereading i'm double checking all of those things i need to double check first of all i'm thinking does it say what i wanted to say yes it does i'm wondering in what way will george be different I've got the capital full stop. Spelling's fine, etc. So click somewhere else on the Padlet. And David, uh, I know that you're uh, with us now. In order to see everybody's, what you have to do is go to the very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net. And if you look along to the right, there's the refresh button there, which is that semicircle with an arrow. If you click on there, it refreshes the page. So do that every now and then and already we've got well if i scroll down we've got 20 or 30 things written here russell while people are writing and do write one or
0: two different things folks not just one um have we got time for a musical interlude always time for a musical interlude shout outs are following this now i was tempted to go and get all things bright and beautiful <laughs> and do a choral but that was just a step too far i've settled for joe 90. Hello, my name is Anthony Horowitz. I'm the author of the Alex Ryder books, and you are listening to RadioBlogging.net. Of course, Anthony's joining us next week. You're so going to love that. Enjoyed him on the British menu uh, this week as well. Just absolutely lovely. Claire, shout-outs now. Thank you so much. Amazing reading from David Almond. Brand new book on Radio 1. Can't wait to read it. Uh, Absolutely. And you can't wait for the interview, which is coming up later in the programme. Very good morning to Maria Richards, who is gripped by the reading. He reads. We were just chatting off-air there. He reads so beautifully. And I think Pi nailed it when he said um, uh, he didn't bejewel uh, the writing. He really focused on the storytelling and i hadn't really realized that that's exactly what he'd done as well there sue cove good morning to you as well so pleased you're enjoying that another great morning to james walker as well thank you so much indeed for your support there as well uh, lovely tweet from nicola we've already read that one out. it's just absolutely fantastic uh, and thank you so much indeed for all of your tweets stephen connor good morning to you as well uh, first time listener i think thank you welcome to the show these are the shout outs everyone gets a a great mention there uh, barnes kids literary festival hello to you thank you so much indeed for your tweets and your support today miss wood is also with us as well thank you so much indeed and lorraine harrison good to have your company thank you so much ian what do you have for us
2: Russell, thank you so much. Isabel, good morning to you. Do you remember from Monday when I said it's my birthday in five days? Well, it is tomorrow. Can I have a shout-out? Indeed. Happy birthday, Isabel, for tomorrow. Jenny's got in touch. Can you tell us when the winners for the writing competition will be announced? Absolutely, they will be announced next week. We were talking this morning before we came on air. They will be announced next week, so please stay tuned for that. Mr. G at Belmont School in Grantham. Good morning to all the children listening at home. Really looking forward to the wonderful day of Almond today. We always read Skellig in year six and love it. Please say uh, a shout out for Mrs. Shales, who we know will be joining in at home. India from Pensby Primary. Shout out for all her friends at Pensby Primary year five because uh, she misses them and I hope they're listening. Thank you so much, Maisie and Ivy. Good morning to you. Shout out for Henry, who listens every day. Freya. Freya. Um, and friends Lewis, Finn, Gabe and Ollie also from Pensby Primary. Mrs. Baker, good morning. Uh, everyone at Stone with Woodford, especially Axel, Phoebe and Tia, all ready for a new day of writing. Isla would like a shout out to friend Daphne, who I know is listening, and also Axel this morning. You can get in touch with us via email, uh, radioblogging at gmail.com, radioblogging at gmail.com, as Kitty has done this morning. Good morning to you, Kitty, regular listener. Shout out from mum, dad, sister and herself, Sally, Lester, Roxy and Kitty. And also a big shout out for all the key workers as well. Phoebe would like to say hello from herself and to the children at Rothwell Junior School. Thank you so much, Phoebe. Mister, Ms. Watson um, this morning. Good morning, Miss Watson. She'd like a big shout out for everyone in year six. Blakesley Hall Primary School. We enjoyed reading Skellig and we are looking forward to the exclusive. I know it's exciting stuff this morning. Arthur. Good morning, Arthur. Hi, Radio really? Blogging. Can I have a shout out for Albert, who is one of my best friends. Missing him lots. And this will be some way of getting in touch. Absolutely. Wilfred, good morning to you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. And I'm glad that we are making your morning. You can also, of course, comment on the show page. So if you go to today's show, scroll down. At the bottom, there is a box where you can leave a comment. I'll just read a couple through very quickly. Indeed. Good morning to Uh, uh Thank you for getting in touch. Good morning to Bethany as well. Also to Devon and Lucy, who is excited for today's show. Olivia is here as well, um, with best friend Alexandra, who's always, um listening as well. Thank you so much indeed. Also, Douglas, like a shout out to friends Luke and Alex, uh who's known since nursery school. And finally for now, Shrisha, who is really excited for brand new Friday. We're all excited for brand new Friday here at radioblogging.net. The time is six minutes
4: past ten, and it's over to Pike Orbit okay thanks ian Uh, the padlet has gone absolutely crazy i don't know how david's coping with it all because he has to approve read and approve every single one lots and lots of comments there i know david is reading them he's already left one comment uh ted i like the fact that you've said this i like how it's very similar to normal school assemblies absolutely that's why i said he's got such a good memory can remember what it feels like to be in one and the sort of daft thing that we used to do we once had a new head teacher and um this was in a school that was um really in a very very rough challenging area and the new head um at one point decided he would get us all standing and i can remember because i was in year six at the back uh, and i remember thinking no mate this is not a good idea to get us all standing because you won't be able to see what the ones at the back are doing. Uh, And so anyway, we all stood up to sing whatever it was. And yes, there was a lot of larking about going on at the very, very back. Yes, he absolutely captures what it's like to be in a normal school assembly. Freya, uh, I absolutely loved it. I like the fact that the main character is a bit naughty. Yes, that appeal. It made me laugh that I thought it was very funny. And the way he read it was very uh, good. I'm suspicious that George is hiding a secret. Well, I'm wondering about George. He's not with his mum, is he? He's with Miss Crystal. And I'm wondering about uh, George now, uh, and and that's hooking us in uh, because we like the main characters. And we're also wondering a bit about the new, the brand new boy. Uh, re-listen to it, Freya, because you made a comment about the adjectives before most nouns re-listen to that and see how many adjectives does he actually use because i made my comment about the fact that he doesn't bejewel the sentences he doesn't bung in lots of words that are unnecessary to the telling of the story so freya have another listen to it um, because it'll be up all day and we archive everything folks we need to come out of that david every now and then i know children will be adding things during the day you can always go back to it And just refresh your page, and you'll be able to see we've got hundreds of comments up there. Now, if we come back out, taking that theme of brand new things, here we've got a story in which we've got two uh, main characters who are uh, good chums, and then a brand new boy arrives. So, one idea for a story is when something new happens or something new arrives. It could be a character, it could be a, a creature. It could be an object or it could be a brand new event. So the ordinary every day is suddenly interrupted by something new happening. And I thought we would run with, with a pet or a couple of pets. The trouble is the pets are these parrots. So what we're going to do is write some parity, uh, sentences to just to describe them so the reader can see them. So, um, if you want to see the whole thing, you could click where it says activity one, you've got the small parrot picture. You can click on that and then you can see them both uh, larger or, or uh, a bit more clearly. And I'll just give you a little trick when you're describing things. So what you do is look carefully at whatever it is that you are describing and then pick out a few details. So if I'm looking at the parrots I've got here, I could do a description Uh, the eyes because those eyes. look at that red parrot those eyes look pretty evil don't they um so i've got the eyes i've got those um on birds we say talons not claws okay so we've got the talons we've got the curve of that beak um we've got the color of the feathers what does it remind you of what does it look like they're so vivid they're so bright um so we've got the talons, we've got the eyes, we've got the beak, uh, we've got the feathers. And then, of course, the way they move, they keep quite still. And every now and then they shuffle a little bit. And then they did actually start fighting these two. The, the one on the top started pecking the one below. So let's imagine that, that um, a family has brought um, the parrots. And <laughs> we're just going to build up the picture a little bit for the reader to describe the parrots. Do it sentence by sentence. So write one sentence. Uh, log it up, uh, and then go for another sentence. So we need some descriptive sentences now. And every now and then, I know that everybody will be having a go at writing their descriptive sentences. David will be um, doing the business of um, uh, just double checking them. I think Ian does as well. And then the sentences will appear uh, as we go along. and While that is happening, I think we've probably got time, Russell, uh, for some sort of musical interlude, because the children will need time to create their sentence, but also then reread it and tweak it and edit it. And remember this, each adjective, if you're going to use an adjective, it must earn its place. It must be her, uh, worth having in. Uh, so we don't want any writing that that says things like um, the red scarlet crimson feathers because you've said the same thing three times. So when you're doing it, be very, very strict. Reread, double-check, post up. I know everybody will be doing that now. Russell,
0: I think we've got time for a little bit of a break, haven't we? Uh, we have indeed, no problem. Shout-outs after this and a chance to tell you about what we've got planned for you this Sunday at three o'clock.
1: You're listening to All Request Sunday with Ian Rocky and Russell Prue.
2: It is a beautiful day here in the West Country. I'm
0: really looking forward to this. We've got a great show lined up. I had a text message that says, Big shout out to Bethany and Toby, who heard about your Sunday show when they were radio blogging with you and Pi last week. I remember them both very well. It's bringing people together. So this
2: is your opportunity to get in touch with us this afternoon and say hello to somebody that maybe you've not seen for some time.
1: This is radioblogging.net with Ian Rocky and Russell Pro. Fancy a new challenge?
2: Come and help catch Gerald the Mouse, who has plagued Pie for weeks and is on the edge of despair. You'll be required to protect the contents of Pie's fridge. You will set mouse traps and chaperone the camp. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pull it together and usually at all costs still there? me absolutely uh, I'm, just checking
0: I'm just che- I, was hello. I was just enjoying your link oh you're far too <laughs> good. <I swear. laughs> well, was it the introduction of Jason Moran which <laughs> put you off there eh, or strike <laughs> it, it threw
2: me at the time coming up to 18 minutes I'd rather to uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon very good afternoon you're listening to Radio Blogging with Russell and believe it or not Ian who's managed to
0: just arrive back at the microphone we often play the and we more often play the In Ian's case, because this is very competitive, these two gentlemen, very competitive, but it's a great warm-up activity, it's a great starters, and it's a great bit of CPD as well, so without really knowing it, we're passing on some great practice and some great CPD ideas.
1: Broadcasting across the globe, this is Aura Quest Sunday.
0: It certainly is
2: And just listening to that Makes me smile every time Do please join Russell and myself This Sunday and every Sunday From 3pm For some music and some chat And some larking around Just to keep your Sunday afternoon Full of fun and bounce And of course we are here this afternoon Just to get your weekend started From 2.15 on RadioBlogging.net It's 13 coming up to exactly 14 minutes Past 10 o'clock this morning Got a few more shout outs here for you Don't forget you can email RadioBlogging at gmail.com Hi, please can you give a massive shout out to all of our lovely Year Fives from Dustindale Primary School who are taking part in the lesson this morning. Good morning and welcome. Miss Moore and Miss Pritchett are missing them so, so much. I can understand that. There's a lot of that, absolutely. And that's why we're here as well, to pass on good wishes. Uh, good morning to Nicola. It's Friday and more fab writing fun. Indeed, there is more fab writing fun. Uh, Benjamin, good morning to you. Ready for radio blogging. And Toby, uh, it's a good day. It's a, it's a bright sunny day today. And it's an exciting day because we've got so much going on here at Radio Blogging. Nicole, please can I get a shout out from my teacher, Miss Hall, at the Abbey CV e Academy Daventry? Absolutely, you can. Not a problem at all. Kirat, hi, can I have a shout out? I'm so excited for today. Good we're excited to have you thank you for being here holly is really excited for today's show as is devon who is up for another radio blogging session arthur skellig is amazing can you give a shout out to stone school especially year six i can indeed esme hi everyone hello to you alice can't wait for radio blogging another shout out for warren road regular listeners as well chendor another radio a regular listener to radio blogging love skellig can't wait for the interview stay tuned chendor That is coming up. Finley, can I have a shout out to Mrs. O'Brien and all my classmates at the Abbey Junior School in Daventry? And finally, from me for now, a shout out to Zach, who's written down six of his toughest things. Not seeing his dad for eight weeks during COVID-19, dealing with dog's breath could be tricky, holding it in when you need the bathroom. Two of my cats ran away a couple of years ago, having COVID-19 for two weeks, getting prepared to go back to school. Uh, Zach know exactly what you mean today as ex- uh, many many people will around the country as well but for now sit back relax enjoy your jump in and enjoy the activities and to take us forward with those it's pi corbett
4: okay we got that i mean the the amount of writing on the podcast uh, on the padlet has gone crazy holly i like that one the sharp curve of the parrot's talons Remind me of fish hooks. I like that image of the fish hooks. That's very, very strong. Mrs. James, I love the way that we get um, uh, adults uh, joining in. Sometimes we write, sometimes we comment on each other's. Mrs. James has written, The walnut shattered in its beak. His pinpoint eye caught mine and winked uh, lovely piece i love that it makes you think Oh, well, the parrots really know what they're doing here fantastic piece folks we need to come out of that you could always add more in later but if you go down to the come out of the padlet now if you go down to activity two this is where we do the live writing session uh with deputy mitchell and um
3: david can you just talk people through how they use this yes uh, we've we've been using this this resource quite a bit now it's uh, called Jotcast uh, for the teachers uh, listening it's a great interactive uh, window really you can use for lots and lots of different things Um, now this window I can control from my computer here. Um, So I get to see uh, on the left of my screen everything that is being typed into the box from all the different computers from the children using this. So it's entirely safe. So I get to see all of those first of all before we put them in. Now, Pi will be giving you some guidance and some instructions in a moment but for now what I'd like you to do is whilst you're listening to me is just to add your name to the name box at the bottom of the screen you can put your school name in there as well once you've done that you don't have to do that again that'll stay there for every time you write something in so just double check to make sure you've got a capital letter on your name and your school name has a capital letter too and then will be ready to go. Um, If you are a teacher or an adult parent um, and you want to leave some comments for children whilst they are writing, please do. We really encourage this. Um, I'll do some examples and you'll see some examples from our regular listeners who will be joining in, but uh, I'll leave some examples there. Just say the name of the child and just something they did well um, and just to encourage them that way. That'll be great and I get to see those before they are approved. So, Pai, it'll be over to you to some instructions and let's get, let's get cracking. OK, let's imagine we're writing a story and
4: something new has been introduced. Could be a new character, could be a creature, could be an object has arrived, could be an event. And we're going to start off with the words uh, that David started with something like he actually started with, at the start, we think he's just another kid like us. So I've gone for at first, I thought, and then introduce whatever it is. So I'm going to go for at first, I thought that the parrots would be a good idea but duh, 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 duh. And what we do is we try and build up a set, uh, a paragraph bit by bit by bit. So you need your first sentence, get that up, get a response, and then go into your second sentence. But remember to create the second sentence, you've got to reread the first sentence. So David has put up for me there. At first I thought the parrots would be a good idea, but dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Now you don't have to do parrots, obviously. You can bring in a new character, At first, we thought that Joey was just like the rest of us. And then on you go with your story. Or at first, I thought the Lego building was a great idea. Or at first, I didn't want to climb up the tree. Or at first, I thought the new den was just a silly idea. And then what happens? Draw on your own experiences and let's get going. So Satchi's already started us off at the start. I thought that getting a parrot would be a good idea, but now I'm not so sure. Great starter, Sachi. Now crack into the second sentence in your paragraph. Remember, reread the first sentence in order to get the second sentence, because the two things must flow along. Sachin, the parrot seemed normal, abnormally normal. But then, great start. Now you've got to carry it on, Sachin. I like the way you said the parrot seemed normal. Uh, phoebe originally i thought that the galantis cube was a great idea what a cracking start phoebe yeah i want to know what happens next you really uh hooked me in there with the originally i love that um little starter rachel at, fir- at first i thought traveling by train to paris would be a good idea but yeah now you've got to carry on great one arthur um the elephants would be a great idea yeah Get that into a set whole sentence, um, Arthur. But I <laughs> love the idea that the elephants had arrived in some way. That's really made me giggle. Uh, thanks, David, for reminding Douglas, basic punctuation. Get your idea down, Douglas, then reread it and double check it. And just just top and tail. Be a little bit fussy with yourself over the punctuation. It's just a habit we have to get into. Uh, uh, Shrisha, first, I thought the parrots would be a good idea as a pet but the parrots seemed evil. Now, you've told me they're evil. I think it might be stronger if you describe them doing something that leads the reader to think, "Uh uh-oh, these parrots are in some way malevolent. India, at first I thought the parrots would be a nice pet. However, I was wrong. Great little start, India. Keep it going. Remember, folks, it doesn't have to be parrots. Use your imagination. Chloe, at first I thought a squirrel would be a good idea, but oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Carry it on, Chloe. What what happens with that squirrel that you've let loose in your imagination? Jack Davy? At first, I thought that Luke was going to be the same as us. But keep it going, Jack. Keep it going. Esme. At first, I thought the guinea pig would be a lot of fun. Mm, I've got some stories about guinea pigs. They breed a lot. We once got to a peak where we had, uh, I think it was 26 guinea pigs. But anyway, Mrs. James, thanks for going back to Sachin. Uh, Mr. Walker, Rachel, thanks for going back to Rachel, uh, Mr. Walker. Emma B., first you need a comma possibly after that emma at first i thought the game of hide and seek would be fun that is a cracking hook emma because we're now thinking is somebody going to get i don't know are they going to get lost are they going to get trapped what is going to happen great little opener nina when i first saw the beautiful girl i thought she'd be kind but now i'm not so sure wow that absolutely hooks me and i want to find out nina what's going to happen great starting point ted good well done ted at first i thought that they wouldn't be a terrible pain but then i waited a bit too long what a cracking start ted toby and amelia hello there at first i thought getting a, me- a mer dragon would be a good idea ah carried on now i love the idea of the mer dragon mrs Kilgo, thanks for responding back arthur but when you've got massive feet anything can happen hmm. <laughs> what are you going to tread on it's so quirky i love that arthur well done Medavini. at first i thought that building a den would be fun but carried on mr sands coming in here at first i thought it was an ordinary brown parcel that was squeezed through our letterbox but then what i love about that mr sands is it's um, you've not over elaborated but it's the word squeezed and it's implying that there's something quite large and bulky in there and it's making me think what on earth is it bethany at first i thought that going to visit my granddad would be normal he would be normal how has he changed bethany what a cracking starter sebastian it seemed like a good idea how to regret that very very soon absolute corker sebastian you just need to go back and tidy it up you know exactly what i'm going to say so i'm not going to say it to you but it's a great start absolutely love that edith i thought a cat would be a good idea but yeah cracking edith well done Uh, These are coming through. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of them uh, coming through. And I well done, everybody. You can carry on with that. We're off to a great start to our paragraph. We're going to follow that up in the blog. But Russell, I really think that we need to hear uh, David's uh, wonderful interview. So you can keep writing on uh, there, folks, um, while you're listening to David's interview or just pause for a moment, make notes about what he says. Um, because this is very insightful about being a writer. Okay.
0: Oh David I'm in love with the story um my goodness I am George I've been there I know just I know what it feels like I was feeling the pain the the humiliation at the front you write so beautifully and your delivery is exquisite I have to say and thank you so much for such an exclusive read I mean very exciting uh, uh, do you obviously you share our excitement what's it like on the run-up to this because you've written it it's obviously uh, at the printer's now what are you feeling like to
5: feel to, to read it
0: now to feel. no actually no Phil, you've, you've almost you know you've created this brilliant work and it's 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 going through the sausage machine and it's going to be out there in november how does this this time feel to you it feels
5: um well it's really interesting because i finished the book maybe oh six or seven months ago and um So you get really involved in writing the book, getting the book, getting it right, getting to the finish line, getting to the publisher. And then, in a sense, you kind of forget it. You have to forget it, even though (laughs) in my mind still George and Daniel are Maxi still running around inside me. But you kind of put it aside and think about the new books. I've been thinking about new stuff. Until then, this morning, I decided, oh, I'll read something from Brand New Boy. I'll bring George into the world again. And it was like going back to old friends and thinking, oh, yes, here you are, and I still
0: like you. <laughs> very And people are going to fall in love with this. I can absolutely guarantee it's fantastic. Uh, where do you start you. as a, a very successful writer? Um, and I was really pleased to hear uh, about your other interests as well that I wasn't familiar uh, with. So thank you so much for a beautiful introduction. Thank you. Where, where do you start as a writer? Where did this story start in your head? This
5: story started, oh... I think it started from reading lots of different books. You know, I read a lot and I read really widely. And I was reading about um, what it means to be alive, what it means to be a person. And, um, and then I just had an image of a new person arriving in a school, almost like someone coming to life for the first time, that arrival at school. Mm. So it began with, I think it began with the school assembly I thought, oh, a school assembly. Oh, and I've been thinking, what does it mean to actually come into the world? Oh, here's a boy coming through the door. And it, it, I think, began like that. It's really hard to kind of trace the the origins of everything. But I wanted to write about a boy like George. And I wanted to write about Mm -hmm. two friends like Daniel and Maxie.
0: You've captured the here and the now so beautifully and almost poked fun at, uh, and I use the term sausage machine to also mean the, the kind of asides that you're glancing with in the book, at the, the, the kind of mechanism that is, I love to use of the word academy in there as well, uh, which is very controversial, of course, uh, for lots of reasons at the moment, but just yeah. delightful. Just, you're just kind of gently poking at that as well. Uh, how far ahead do you plan the writing as you're writing it? um
5: i don't plan far ahead so what i try to do is to let the book grow like an organic thing mm. um and obviously as i'm writing it i get an idea of where it's heading for what might happen mm. but i don't try and pin it down too closely because as a writer what i'm interested in is how things will develop how they will evolve as i'm writing them So I'm kind of discovering so when i was writing this book it was really moving, actually, because I found mm. more and more out about George. I found out more and more about Maxie and Daniel and their other friends, um, mm. Billy and Louise, who become very, very close friends. Mm. So it was like, I discover what's going to happen. And then I sort of thought, oh, gosh, that has to happen. That has to happen.
0: Yeah. I loved it you just kind of pulled me and I think there'll be lots of people who can identify with with George immediately or if not have seen that somewhere and and can really relive that experience you really tapped in beautifully with that as well can I ask about your notebook how how do you record your observations of life obviously reading is so important and almost all of our authors have said really read widely kids just get out there and immerse yourself in the the joys of storytelling and I wonder how you've Committed your thoughts uh, in preparation for the right.
5: I use notebooks. I have lots of notebooks all the time, and I like to use artist sketchbooks, um, A4 sketchbooks with blank pages, and um, I really use them very freely. Um, they're like the are like sketchbooks. So I, I draw in them. I I use colored pencils. I make lots of doodles, and I think I think what a notebook does is it kind of it helps you to relax and to helps the imagination to be liberated. Um, so I'll make lots of writing, I'll scribble things down, mm. and some of them are just total nonsense. But sometimes the things that seem most nonsensical are the things that turn out to be the most valuable. So they're kind of free-form. And often I'll, <laughs> I'll do a page in a notebook to try and make it look lovely. You know, I'm not a wonderful drawer, but I'll draw and I'll, I'll do pictures of sky and pictures of the sun and pictures of animals. And it's like trying to make something
0: beautiful. <laughs> you do that in the writing so elegantly i have to say um do you do you ever show folk uh not the publisher but other folk within a closed circle about drafts do you do you ever share those with people
5: i'm really secretive but i do show to my wife so i show my wife um my work and uh, she's a wonderful reader she's a writer as well she's she's called julia green and um so she reads my work really well she understands me she gets me and um yeah and I think she she's the only one. Yeah. Okay, I'm but interested. I, in and that. I think I think children are very brave because they you know they have to show their work. And one of the things about writing is, in my notebooks, nobody sees my notebooks. Nobody sees what I write down in my notebooks. So the kind of freedom. In secrecy, and I think that's good advice for children. You don't have to show everything to anybody. You can just keep it for yourself. You can hide it away.
0: Great advice as well. And are there any other tips that you can share with budding writers listening to this at the moment?
5: Oh, the main thing is just to do it. Um, you know, people come to me all the time and say, "I've got this great idea for a book. What should I do?" And I say, "Well, just write it down. And start writing." <laughs> so actually, just doing it, and you know, the blank page can be terrifying. Because oh no, hmm. I've got to write something wonderful. But you think, well. I'm probably going to write something that's not very good. So you're going kind to of free yourself to say, I'll just write rubbish. I'll just mess about. I'll just play about. So playing, experimenting is really important. Do that. Read a lot. Um, when you write something, really respect it. Don't say, oh, I'm hopeless. Everything I write is terrible. Because you spend some time doing it, kind of honor yourself by saying, oh, maybe there's something in here that I really do like. So in everything that you write, find something that you like. You say, that is me. I really like that. I think it's Mm. really important to do that. And um, read your work aloud. I think that's really important because if you can read a sentence fluently, it's probably going to work well on the page. If you write a sentence down and it's really hard to read out aloud, there's probably
0: something wrong with sent. Yeah, That's uh, that's exactly where we're coming from, really. We've we all agree on the the premise that you know uh, the speech comes first before the writing, and yet yeah. we have a, yeah. uh, a sausage machine uh, factory learning system which doesn't do it that way round, and it's quite bizarre, really. And I and I love what what I've heard from you. Thank you so much for joining us. We really are so grateful. You have honoured us uh, a very exciting <laughs> uh, uh, extract from a brand new boy, and I really loved it, David Almond. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thanks very much. It's been a real treat. Thank you. Bye bye. Hello, my name's David Armand, and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
4: Wow, well, I loved that. I loved hearing uh, about his uh, process. And it's so true at the start, when you start launch into a story, you don't really know much about the characters, and you may not really know what is going to happen. And I know that David is very much like me when I write poetry. I sort of start, I don't know what's going to happen, and I use the writing in the same way that he does as an act of discovery. I start writing to see where it's going to end. I mean, if you always plan things um, and you stick to the plan, it can be a bit like writing by numbers. I remember Nico saying to me, he was about seven, he said to me one day, Russell, what I like about writing is you never quite know what's going to happen. And it's absolutely true because you may have planned the whole thing out, but once you get into the story, ideas pop into your head, your characters start doing things that you could never, force, never have foreseen. I like that idea uh, of writing as a form of discovery and, and don't rush it bit by bit by bit and of course we've been doing a lot of experimenting we do this every time we meet a lot of playing around with words and ideas and possibilities folks we have had over 5,000 words on the Jotcast this morning, fantastic work drop down now to activity three This is where we have been leading. So I'm going to read you out my example using the parrots in a moment. You, a lot of you have had different things, which is fantastic. And underneath my example, you can see where you write the title of your blog post, put your name in there, and then you've got, we've called it a chapter. Now, when you are... uh uh, when you are 8 9 10 11 12 years old a chapter can be one or two paragraphs that is fine um and then below that it tells you how to post it we need your first name school name etc and right at the very bottom of the page we'll come to this in a moment that's where you can do your recording so that we can start with a couple of, uh, uh, of blog posts tomorrow but remember the whole thing of read it through. Keep reading it through to make sure that it flows. If the sentences are hard for you to read, then they'll be very hard for anyone else to read. So getting that flow and focus on the story, really important. And let the story gradually emerge. This is my example. At first, I thought that the parrots would be a good idea. they would be a distraction for dad. There had been no work for almost two months, and he spoke, spent most of the day on the sofa, channel surfing and snoozing. He'd been pretty keen when I'd spotted the advert. There were two of them, one bright red and the other was blue and yellow. When they first came, they were quite quiet. We fed them peanuts and watched them crack the nuts with their beaks. The blue one bounced his head up and down as if he wanted more. I stood right by the cage with Dad. He kept whispering to the parrots, "'Hello, Georgie! Hello, Georgie!' in a funny voice. He said that parrots could speak, but ours were dead silent. Last thing, we covered the cage. It was about half an hour later, just as I was falling asleep, when they kicked off. It was an almighty kerfuffle of squawking and screeching like cats fighting. Dad and I dashed downstairs. He pulled the cloth off the cage and the two birds froze, eyeing us intently I wondered why they were so cheap said dad thought it was a bargain now we know so that's my little story and of course the interesting thing for me was I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen with the parrots by the end of the story when I started it so gradually bit by bit by bit I'd write a sentence reread it flow into the next sentence reread those two keep flowing Uh, Gradually, bit by bit, the story began to emerge as I was writing. Now, David, if we go to the bottom of the page, this is where we've had people performing and, um, and publishing, recording so that we can use them. Is there anything to say about this, David? Any bits of advice about performing the writing?
3: Yes, um, this is a lovely part of the show, and uh, possibly one of my favourite bits, where the children get to perform the writing. And uh, we can use uh, Padlet in lots of different ways, and the children have been getting better and better at this. And yesterday, we had uh, the most people ever uh, doing their audio performances of their writing. So it's about, number one, being brave, practising, practicing. Off, off off-air, so you can just do that, reading it out, so you're comfortable with what's coming next, and then have a go. And there's a player there that, if you click play, you'll hear the instructions on how to do it. Um, And then once you are ready, you can have a go. And don't worry that when you start the recording process, you're not bound to it. You can stop it or start again, listen back, and if you're not happy, redo it. Uh, But it's a case of just having a go. Uh, Russell is the one who adds all the jingles and the music to make it sound professional. And it's a great way for us to open our show uh, next week on Monday with a few of these. So yes, we just want to hear you have a go, really. Uh, Be brave and uh, let's see what you can do. Fantastic stuff, and I, as you say, I
4: always look forward to having uh, children's voices in the show. It really enriches it for me. We've had a great show today, Russell. Fantastic show. Next week, I think we've had so many entries for the competition that we probably should say we will announce the winner of the competition uh, next Friday. I would have thought would be a sensible thing to do. Um, Russell,
0: over to you to wind things up. What a great show today it's been. Absolutely, Pi, and our biggest listening audience ever in the week thank you so much indeed and the longest listening audience so often in the afternoon in the uh, about kind of ten fifteen, we notice that some of you nip off perhaps you've got something else to do and at 10 30 you nip off perhaps another group if you've got something else to do but you've hung on in there thank you so much it's been really good to hear from you ian and i are going to chat today at 2 15 in our afternoon show about technique microphone speaking and you'll hear a master class on how to broadcast and that's a brilliant thing to look forward to Ian, final shout-outs from you for the show.
2: Russell, thanks so much. India has got in touch. Thank you so much. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. Um, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun Enjoy today. Good morning. Uh, so looking forward to today's show with Mr. Almond. Can I make a shout out to my English teacher, Mr. James? Have a f- James, I beg your pardon. Have a fab day. You have a fab day as well. Uh, Dean, shout out for P5 and 6. Mrs. Eltringham, Olivia, Lucas, Lucy, Julia for from uh, Abbey CE Daventry uh, Academy in Daventry. Sachi's been in touch, as has Bella this morning. Good morning. Please have a shout out for Stone with Woodford School and Maggie as well. From there, Liz Brownlee, looking forward to today. Yeah, thank you, Liz. Thank you for getting in touch. I hope you've enjoyed it. Olivia, shout out to Nicole and the Abbey CE Academy. Anastasia. Uh, shout out from Mr. Skill. We haven't heard from Mr. Skill for a while, so I'm glad we've got a <laughs> shout out for him in this morning. Class three from Oaksey Primary School. Uh, Frank, hi, guys. Sorry I missed yesterday. Um, I'm really enjoying the show today. Thank you so much indeed. Caleb wanted to shout out for Tadcaster Primary. Mrs. Roberts, shout out for the children at St. Catherine's School, currently reading Skellig in year five, and we love it. My class are working so hard learning from home. They are superstars. Louise, hello. Can I have a shout out for Emily, Lucy and Jessica listening in Berry? and enjoying David's reading. It was fabulous, wasn't it? Absolutely, Louise, Ted, and Holly as well got in touch. Thank you so, so much. And finally, one email from our good friend, Lorraine Harrison, who got in touch this morning. I really hope those responsible for education policies are listening to the interview with David Almond on radio blogging today. Speaking comes before writing in schools. We need to value speaking and listening more than we do. And radio blogging and talk for writing continue to reinforce this message. Great show. Lorraine, thank you so so much indeed. Twenty minutes to eleven o'clock. Russell and I are back at two fifteen. But for now, Russell, time to close the show.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much indeed. I can't echo those sentiments enough, Lorraine. You're absolutely right. You're talking to the converted here, I have to say. It's we're absolutely all of us are completely and utterly on top of that. And that's what makes this so special. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been an amazing show. I Hope you've enjoyed it. Our biggest listening audience this week, thank you so much. Ian and I, two fifteen and again on Thursday of sunday i was gonna say thursday on sunday at 3 p.m you want to catch us there and we are back with another cracking radio blogging show at 9 30 on monday don't forget next week it's anthony horowitz you are so gonna love that <laughs>
1: Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive, and with new educational tasks every day. Just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more.